0: hey folks this is david opposing the matrix how are you as the bell tolls it is seven o'clock on the pacific coast on the left coast on the uh, commie coast and um we are uh Starting our um, live broadcast, and that clock is way too loud, so I'm gonna have to shut it off the next time we have a show. So, anyway, oh, almost didn't have a show tonight, folks. Almost, almost it was that close. Um, Brian's got some things going on down in uh SoCal, and uh, and um, I've got a little bit of agita. If you don't know what Italian is, it means an agitated stomach, and uh. But um, my beautiful wife just gave me some uh, activated charcoal, so hopefully that'll kind of even the key a little bit. Um, So, But if it doesn't and I have to go, you'll understand, okay? Um, Tonight, Brian and I had originally thought about talking about um, Russia and uh, the United States and how we both have had coups. Ours was back in 2020 with an election. Theirs was just recently. Um, with uh, the Wagner Group, March uh, you got Moscow, and um, but th- that was put down, and thankfully. And uh, anyway, uh, pardon me. Okay. Anyway, um, what's going on in Russia is uh, is quite interesting, and I, it all has it's all part of a plan, folks. It really is. It's all part of a a plan. An end times plan. And um, so let's kind of go through this and look, okay? And I I think you're going to see now, before you start with, oh, he's going into the Bible stuff again, this is really important, and prophecy is kind of an offshoot, I see, of Scripture. But it's still Scripture, okay? And I don't know how to explain it any other way except that. Um, when I, before I was born again, um, I had a friend, uh, who is my best friend and later became my brother-in-law, uh, Jerry and his father, Charlie was, um, he used to listen to a, um, let's see Armstrong. I can't remember the first two initials of, uh, Armstrong's name and there's nobody in the live chat to help me out. So, uh, Herbert W. Armstrong, that was it. Okay. And, um, and, Charlie was really adamant that I learned Matthew 24. He said, if you don't do anything else, read Matthew 24. So I read Matthew 24 when I was, before I was born again, I would be high high reading Matthew 24 and, um, and it stuck. And, uh, so I read it just before I got saved and I realized, Hey, you know, this is something that is very important. And, um, yes, thank you, Charlie. Um, Although he could never understand the faith that I acquired after that, you know, because he was into this cultish thing. But anyway, um, and that the, the uh, activated charcoal seems to be working, folks. So we're going to be here for a while. Okay. Um, so yeah, so Matthew twenty-four is it was a it definitely is a prophetic uh, scripture. Okay, a bunch of little prophetic scriptures all weave together into one by by Yahweh's. Uh, um, yarn needles and you know just just put together perfectly okay um, so uh, anyway I read it before I was saved I, I found it very interesting and it led to other things in my life okay um, wonder, wonderful things so just because we're gonna go over scripture and I don't call off and, and leave or something like that you know I think it's pretty interesting um, we're going to look at a scripture in Daniel, of all things, okay? And I do believe it's my contention that this scripture talks about United States, Russia, and China. All right. In this great big stupid world that we live in, there's um, there are three. Well, let's let's just, let's just call them superpowers because basically we still are: um, United States, uh, Russia, formerly the Soviet Union, and China. Okay, communist China, mainland China. And um, so all three of us being superpowers, we kind of dictate what happens around the world. And uh, if anybody's going to want to run the world, uh, aside from the three powers, uh, they're going to have a hard time doing it with three powers, you know, kind of dictating what's what should happen, what should be, what shouldn't be in a whole nine yards. And getting into little skirmishes with one another, <laughs> you know. Um we always uh, have leaders that want to push us against Russia. Russia has, not for the most part anymore, but had leaders that was pushing Russia toward against us. And, and the Chinese are against everybody. So um, where do we go from here? All right. So in this post, um, let's just call it a post-democracy world because that's what it is. All right, they can can cry out democracy and everything all they want, Um, but it's never been a a democracy, and you don't want a democracy anyway. uh, The United States is a constitutional republic, okay? And uh, with a um, with a democracy, it's mob rule basically. Uh, With a republic, everybody has a representative, and and we go from there. And hold on, folks, because that is making me way too bright on my right side okay that's much better okay so um, yeah okay so you know we have Russia and we have the China and the United States and um, everybody you know so it's the United States in Bible prophecy I believe it is in, in a few places uh, kind of obscure but uh, and if you've listened to any Jim Wilhelmson's work he talks about that um, there are scriptures that talk about, uh, Babylon of all things and say, and though you put, make your nest above the, among the stars, I will bring you down. And, um, <laughs> there's uh, I will bring you down. And, um, and there's a couple of other scriptures too, that, that could be seen to be the United States. Okay. And what country does have his nest among the stars? Okay. But, supposedly have been to the moon, if you believe that. Um, and now we're going to uh, try to go to Mars, where Elon Musk is. And, um, I mean, if we couldn't get to the moon, uh, what makes you think that uh, a billionaire can get us to Mars? I really don't think that's going to happen, but uh, some people have to learn the hard way, I guess. But um anyway, so... Uh, let's go in. Okay. Let's, let's look at these different things that have happened. Okay. We talk about coups. Okay. What's a coup? A coup d'etat is, um, usually where the military steps in and, uh, they favor one, um, one group or one politician or one party over all the others. And, and they'll, uh, they'll go in with their troops, oust the other party, usually killing them all. And, um, then uh, taking over and in uh, and establishing and planting their own leader in there. And, um, it's <laughs> basically what happened in January of 2020. You know, it's, uh, it's clear. a myoptic person could see it without glasses. You know, it's, it's clear that Donald Trump got 80% of the vote in just about every jurisdiction there is, except for a couple of blue holdouts, you know, but, um, most of the country voted for him, and and he got eighty percent of the vote of all the votes. So it's there's no question about that. And anybody that argues that um, is uh, is purely um, uh, what do I want to say? Purely believes in fairy tales because <laughs> it's there's no other way to look at it. Anyway, um, so that was the coup that happened here. Um, will another coup happen? I I, I really think so. Okay. I, um, with the um, be nice, David. Uh, with the the entity <clears throat> there that's a good word of the creature that is currently manif- uh, currently uh, uh, what's a good word for this um, infests the creature that infests the White House at this present moment um, is uh, is illegitimate, okay. And, um, he, he has absolutely no reckoning power whatsoever at all. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, uh, you could, uh, probably get, uh, better decisions if you asked the head of lettuce something. Um, and the only reason that Obama, well, he's another clown, but, uh, the reason that Biden is able to answer questions is because he's got something in his ear and people are telling him what to say. Okay. Um. So anyway, that was the the quiet coup. The next coup that we have in this country, I don't think is going to be very quiet. It's going to be uh, quite loud, actually, and it's going to lead to a lot of uh, mayhem at first. And and that coup is going to be the um, is um, Donald Trump coming back into uh, into his rightful office. Pardon me, folks. Um, and well, we'll see how that all plays out. But it sure looks like it's going to happen. Um, now, the Soviet, not Soviet, with the North Russia, um, the recent coup was uh, pulled off by somebody um, that I can't pronounce his last name, so forgive me. I've never been good at re- pronouncing Russian last names, unless it's got a ski behind it. Um, but he um, he's the head of the Wagner, the Wagner Group, or the Wagner Group, or whatever you want to call it, um, and they're a group of mercenaries that, uh, that, fight for Russia. And before you say, that's never happened here. um, Look at your Civil War history, not Civil War, Revolutionary War history. Uh, Remember a little trick that uh, Washington made? uh, They jumped in a bunch of boats and sailed from Pennsylvania. It was on Christmas night. Sailed the Delaware River from Pennsylvania, crossed into New Jersey, and they went over and they there's a little group there mentioned. It. It's called the Hessians, the uh, and they're called mercenaries, the Hessian mercenaries. <laughs> so yeah, the British used to employ mercenaries. So uh, when they had things going in other parts of the world, they didn't want to take time to uh, to fight in something that they didn't think was important, which was a big mistake on their part. Um, but uh, oh, we got somebody here, Amber Lee. Hi, Amber Lee. Welcome to Opposing the Matrix. Um, Okay, so we did have mercenaries that were active in this country, even though they were fighting for the British back during the Revolution. And um, an interesting fact that you may not know, okay, because I just learned this, um, what, two years ago? And I learned it from Ralph Epperson, of all people. And um, I've learned a lot from Ralph Epperson. But um, back during the Civil War, the British were going to intervene at one point, and uh, they liked getting all that cotton from the, from the southern states. They paid a lot for it, and they wanted it to continue to come. And they didn't like the Union very much. Uh, the Union was kind of starting to become cocky and, uh, and assert itself, and, you know, the British didn't like that. And uh, so they, they took the uh, side of the South during the Civil War, And they were going to sail into a port in the South, but, and we really didn't have a Navy per se that could have stopped them. Okay, they had the largest, the British used to have the largest military, the largest Navy in the world. And how do you stop that when you're a fledgling or not even a fledgling little country, but trying to attain your independence. Um, So a little group called the Russian Navy (laughs) came over and blockaded some of the ports and, and in the South and at the time, the I guess the, the Russian Navy was the strongest Navy in the world, so I stand corrected. And so they stood and uh, embar- or blockaded some of the uh, the ports that the British were going to come into, and the British saw that, turned around, and hightailed at home with their Navy anyway, or went up to the north. Um, no, this is Civil War. Uh, <laughs> or just they hightailed at home. So anyway, um, and. A little, Another little interesting factoid about that, you've heard about Seward's Folly, and if you don't know what that is, it's how there was a guy named Seward, and he uh, negotiated with the Russians to buy Alaska, and he got it at a ridiculously cheap price. I mean, <laughs> you, you would kill <laughs> to get Alaska as cheap as he did, and um, I, you know, we got people like Elon Musk that could have bought Alaska a thousand times over with the price that we paid for it. Um, but uh, that was to pay Russia back for using their 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 navy uh, or for them coming over and blockading and, and the British uh, hightailing it back to Britain. Um, so there's a little factoid you may not have known about, okay? Um, so the United States and Russia have had a, a very interesting history uh, back and forth and, and stuff like that. Uh, it's... Um, it's interesting to watch now, especially nowadays when uh, you know Trump and Putin are basically their friends, and they uh, well, they have to be because when you're standing against the, the new world order, um, your friends aren't going to be too many, and the only friends that you're going to have are the other people that are standing against the new world order, right? It only makes sense. Um, so you can see why uh, Trump and, and Putin are friends and. And it is rumored that uh, President Xi of um, of China is also included in that friendship, kind of a tripartite uh, uh, deal, <laughs> for lack of better words. And um, although I think he's a little, uh, right now he's a loose cannon, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, so anyway, you've got the three of them working together right now, as a matter of fact, so... Um, it just proves that they have some kind of, um, oh, I should say, uh, maybe a, a private treaty that they've made with one another um, to be able to work with one another against the New World Order. And we know that the Russians are in Ukraine <clears throat> to fight the New World Order. Um, the one uh, minister of parliament from Ukraine even said that they're not only fighting for their independence, they're fighting for the New World Order what more proof do you need? Okay. Um, so with them fighting for the new world order, uh, it, uh, you get, it, it just, the pieces kind of fall right into place because you, now you know why Russia's in there. Oh, they're in there because of the child trafficking, the slavery. They're in there because of the um, bio labs that are in there. Um, and it's just, there's just too many things in, in Ukraine right now that don't need to fall into the wrong hands. Okay. Okay. So uh, that's why the Russians are in there. And they've been setting children free like there's no tomorrow and, uh, and uh, getting rid of the, the neo-Nazis that are running uh, Ukraine. Look it up online. Uh, go to, um, don't go to, don't go to uh, YouTube for this. go to Rumble. Just type in uh, neo-Nazi Ukraine, and you're going to get a bunch of things that will show you that the leaders and the uh a lot of the fighters uh in Ukraine are Nazis okay all right so doing pretty good here I uh I'm feeling better and uh I'm getting this message out I I kind of thought that maybe without Brian I wouldn't be able to do this but I I um I'm putting it together thank you Lord for your help um okay So what I'd like to do um, is I don't dare put this uh, page up online because if I do, a lot of times I lose the sound and you guys can't hear me talk and there's a bunch of dead air. So um, I'm going to go ahead and read some of this stuff. And this is from the book of Daniel. Now, if you look in Jewish Bibles, they don't count the book of Daniel as being a prophetic book. They count it as a book of writings or the Ketuvim. Okay. The the Bible, the Jewish Bible is split up into three parts, the Torah, which is the law, the Nevi'im, which is the prophets, and the Ketuvim or Ketuvim, which is the uh, the writings, like the Psalms and the Proverbs and stuff like that. They, they put Daniel in there, and, and it's easy to figure out why, because there's actually one chapter in the book of Daniel that, um, that gives the date or the time that Yeshua would come, and um, and, sac- and be sacrificed for the sins of the people. Now, yeah, if you if you turn that into a metaphor by making it into a writing, it's not as threatening as if it's the truth, right? Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's the hardest part because once once a Jewish person realizes that Daniel is prophetic, then the sky's the limit. But uh, until they realize that, and they'll always, <laughs> I've seen it, you know, around me too, uh, run right to the rabbi, you know. Oh, rabbi, what do you think about this? You know, oh, no, no, that can't possibly be Jesus. That, you know, the same with Isaiah 53, you know, the 53rd chapter, clearly is talking about Yeshua. But um, to them, its uh, it's a metaphor for, um, the nation of Israel, which is really interesting because it's uh, the book uh, Isaiah 53 talks about um, the sacrifice of the, uh, the lamb, the lamb of God. And, uh, and for the sacrifice to be accepted by God, it has to be pure. OK, and if uh, the only pure sacrifice that could come is one that he provided on his own and in the way of the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And that being the case, he, um, the, the, the Jews of today, I should say, especially those that sit under rabbis and stuff like that, and, and the ultra-Orthodox uh, will not accept that Yeshua is uh, the Messiah, Mashiach. Um, and they'll, they'll excuse it away as being their people, or the people of uh, the Jewish people. Well, I don't see how people that are dirty, because everybody's dirty. Uh, We've all sinned and gone astray, um, you know, all those scriptures. Your righteousness is as filthy rags and other scriptures as if that's true, then how can somebody that's wearing filthy rags or somebody that that is filthy rags, how can that, how can that person be an atonement when they're dirty? Okay. It's an unacceptable sacrifice. All right. Anyway, so it's something that you want to think about. But um, let me go to Daniel real quick. And uh, it's the seventh chapter. I don't know if anybody wants to follow along, but uh, let's see. I'm going to be reading a lot. Not a lot, but uh, uh, Daniel sees a dream. He's got this dream. And in the dream, he uh, he sees four animals. Uh, one is... Uh, Okay, let me let me get there so I can make sure that I. Let's see. Okay, the first one was like a lion, and it had eagle's wings. The second was like a bear, and it had ribs in its mouth. Uh, the third was like a leopard, uh, which had upon its back four wings of a fowl or four bird four bird wings. Um, let's see. After this, I saw another vision, and behold, the fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly, and it had a great, it had great iron teeth. <clears throat> it devoured and broke into pieces, and stamped and stamped the residue with its feet, with the feet of it. Um, and it was diverse from all the other beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. That's kind of a freaky looking thing, you know. To <laughs> this. Um, you see this piece, it's got uh, ten horns and it's got uh, iron teeth and stuff like that. It almost looks like something you'd find on an album back in the 1970s, a rock and roll album. Um, let's see, then we go down, as we go down the chapter, it talks about the Ancient of Days, how he reigns, uh, then the Son of Man, uh, then the Division um, the Interpreted, okay. Here we go, starting in verse 15. Uh, I, Daniel, was grieved in in my spirit, in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he said to me, so he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. The great beasts, which are four are four kingdoms which shall arise out of the earth. And they're the same kingdoms that are, that arose uh, with Nebuchadnezzar's uh, vision, okay, or his dream. Okay. Um, but the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Okay. So you'll, you'll find in, in prophetic writings and in Jewish writings, too, that um, the... What happens is you have an introduction, okay, to the idea. You have an introduction to the scripture, um, and then it goes into something else, and then it'll come back, and it'll give you a little more about what's going on, okay? And then it goes away, and then it comes back again, okay? So, and that's where a lot of people in Genesis, the first chapters of Genesis get things wrong, <laughs> and, uh, and they get it way wrong. So, anyway... Uh, where was I? Okay, here we go. Verse 19. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse or different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful, whose teeth were of iron and his and his nails of brass, which devoured and break into pieces and stamped the residue with his feet. And of the ten horns that were on his head, and of the, of the others which came up, and before, and before whom three fell, remember that, before whom three fell. In other words, uh, three of the horns fell off, okay? Um, and that's got a lot of meaning. It, it, it's, it plays into what we're going to talk about. Um, even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth and spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. So this is a different-looking beast. He's, he's buff. Okay, to use uh, modern terminology, uh, really strong looking animal um, that would strive fear in anybody. Okay, he says, and I beheld the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. So he's going to go to war with the people of God and win. Okay, until the ancient days came and, the judge, and judgment was given uh, to the saints of the Most High and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Okay, see, before it was talking about the saints taking the kingdom. And then it talks about this history. And then it talks again about the saints taking the kingdom. So you've got a little more information about how and when and why they took the kingdom. Okay, okay. thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom on the earth, which shall be diverse from all the other kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth, shall tear it or tread it down and break it into pieces." Wow. Does that sound maybe like one of the, uh, uh, let's put it this, it sounds like the United States. (laughs) Okay. Um, it treads on everything it touches it, it uh, just destroys and walks over it and everything else. Okay. Verse 25, "...and he shall speak great words against the Most High, and the Most High is Elyon, and that's about the most powerful name in Scripture that there is. It um, shall wear out the saints of the Most High. So again, we're going into the saints, okay? And think to change times and laws, and they shall be given unto his hand until the time, times, and the dividing of times. Okay, if you were to look at years, the time would be how many? One. Times, which this is plural now, two and the dividing of time which is a half so three and a half years okay all right let's see but the judgment but the judgment shall sit and they shall take away his dominion and consume and destroy it unto the end and the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom and under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the most high whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominion shall serve and obey him. Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my congitations much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. Okay. So we saw that, um, let's see where to go. Okay. Where are we here? Okay well we, we saw that there were three kings, right and I wanna to get to the one scripture that talks about um let's see um, i oh this always happens to me <laughs> um, but it talks about the um the beast and the ten kings. And it says that he uh, that three of the kings will he will subdue. Okay, and if you know what subdue means, it means actually to conquer or to take over by force. Here it is, Daniel 7:24, and the ten horns out of the kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall arise after them. Okay, and this is talking about the other one, the the other that arises, and he shall be diverse from the first and shall subdue three kings, okay, or kingdoms, okay, kings or kingdoms, okay. Um, now, if you were to put it in modern perspective, what are the three most powerful nations on earth? The United States, Russia, and China, okay. What are the three nations on earth that are against the new world order? The United States, the people of the United States, and pretty soon the government's going to change, so I, I we'll be able to add that again. So you got the people of the United States, the Russians, and the Chinese. Okay, are all three countries that are against the new world order. So it's pretty clear to me that that's what the scripture is speaking about. But it looks like in a time after a time that um, <clears throat> he's going to be able to conquer these three kings and subdue them. And uh, like it said. Uh, Yet said he will subdue the three kings. And I thought another thing that would look pretty interesting, uh, the next uh, verse. And he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws and they shall be given unto his hand until until a time and times and a dividing of times are three and a half years. I think it's 1260 days or 42 months is another way to look at this. If you want to look up those things and find out where else this talks about this time period. Um, okay. So he's going to subdue the three Kings and he is going to be given the ability to change times and laws. And, uh, so really, I'm not too clear about what that means. Um, and I've prayed about it and give me direction and it help me understand. And hopefully, by the next time we go on the air, I will. But um, it's—it uh, looks like he's going to be given the ability to change. Uh, it, it says that all the world wondered after the beast and all the world worshipped the beast. That's from Revelation, and the beast is just another name for the—the—the the, uh, the tenth horn. Um, but um, if he. If, if, the, if all the world wonders after and marvels and worships the beast, then a lot of holidays are going to have to be taken out of the way, right? All the Christian holidays are going to have to be removed, or he's going to say that he's a fulfillment of them. All the Jewish holidays are going to have to be changed, or he'll try that. And all the Islamic laws are going to have to be changed. And when you get into the, the Eastern religions, they really have no laws. You know, I, Everything is free willy-nilly when it comes to Buddhism and Hinduism, you know. Um, yes, there are some tenets, but for the most part, uh, anything goes. Because if you blow it this life, you have to make up for it in the next life, okay? That's why karma sucks. <laughs> and it can't be. And all these people that run around, oh, bad karma, bad karma. Well, no, I'm sorry. Karma's for the next life, not for this one. And since there is no next life in a corporeal body, um, then it's, it's garbage, it needs to be thrown out, the rest of the trash. Um, okay, so, so what we've covered so far is um, that, uh, yes, the Scripture does talk about the United States, uh, Russia and China. Um, it talks about Russia even more uh, in Ezekiel 38 39. Uh, but the um, the important thing is that um, it looks like somehow, at least for a little while, the United States, Russia, and China are going to be able to not be part of this new world order, okay, and, and be able to exist on their own. But that's really going to tick off the Antichrist or the anti-Messiah or the man of perdition or whatever name you want to call him because he's not going to be able to, um, to complete his mission or complete his plans with that happening. So he's going to have to subdue the three kings. And And how he does it, I have no idea. Um, it could be uh, an economic thing. It could be uh, um, he withholds uh, the rains from the land and people starve to death until they, until they agree to capitulate. Okay. Um, so, you know, it could be food. It could be money. It could be water. Um, all the basic necessities of life, uh, money's not really a basic necessity, but it sure, it sure seems to be one every once in a while, right? Um, so, so he's going to subdue the, what I see, the U.S., Russia, and China, okay? And, uh, seeing that the United States is kind of on its way out already, um, I think that's gonna change I think Trump is gonna come back and um, and things are gonna get revived for a little while anyway okay and the fact that it says that these three kings will it will be there in other words they won't join this Union but they'll be there the fact that they'll be there is shows me that the, that we will be there the uh, United States will be um, it's uh, it's a great big stupid world, folks. It's uh, man, I never thought that I'd see things get to where they are, like right now. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's almost like we've uh, we've brought in part of another universe, a universe where wrong is right and right is wrong, and um, that maybe uh, we've sucked that part into our existence and pushed out the part where common sense is into another reality, which means that that side is, is going through a bunch of stuff, too. So um, that's another discussion for another day, I guess. But um, anyway, I just wanted to, to, to put this stuff in your um, in your uh, in your craw, so to speak, and uh, and to have you think about it and um, and see what you come up with, too. Okay. Um, it's a darn shame that that the Ukrainian people are, are basically being used as lab rats. Uh, that's maybe a bad term. Um, they're being used in a way that um, they're like the catalyst of everything bad that's going on in Europe right now. Not that uh, the everyday Ukrainian person is a bad person. Okay. Uh, but like every other society, it's the leaders that tend to be bad. It's the, um, the ones that are given authority, uh, power, authority, and wealth usually produces bad people. Um, so they've, we've had a, um, we've had a coup here. They just recently had a coup there, by the way, that guy, um, he retreated and, uh, went to Belarus, which is one of the little, uh, Slavic nations that uh, rings the eastern or the western border of Russia and uh, they uh, they went there and in one article I read um, actually I usually don't read Al Jazeera but it was right in the the caption or in the uh, title that um, he was placed in exile there and uh, yeah, Putin uh, basically did him a favor, but if I was this guy, I wouldn't want to be alive after, after all the dust settles, because uh, Putin's gonna go around looking for, for people that gave him problems when he comes, when all this settles down and stuff, and uh, that guy is definitely gonna be at the top of his list, if you know what I mean. Um, so anyway, I've been listening to a lot of um, restored republic and things like that, and. Man, there's a lot of – how do I explain this? There's a lot of – there's a lot of information that they disseminate that sure makes it sound like things are going to get better here. And if this – if it is true that we're one of those ten countries, um, one of the three that falls away, if that is true, then maybe – all this Trump stuff is uh has some validity to it. Okay. Maybe, just maybe. And uh maybe he will come back early. Um, you know. I'm not looking for him coming back as uh as my fellow believers and myself look forward to Yeshua coming back. But there is a possibility that he could come back with the military and and uh oust Biden and all of Biden's cabinet and Get rid of uh, all the Democrats in uh, in the House of Representatives because um, a lot of them have broken the law. Let's just put it that way. Um, let's see. I'm just looking at the notes that I wrote about this sh- about this show. Um, yeah, I think one of the best things that. The, uh, the leftists could have done is to mess with the 2020 election I think that that was um, divine providence because what it did is it showed the whole nation and the whole world for that matter um, how dark and dirty the Democrats really are you know and, and the fun part is watching their own constituency um, the, watching the light come on in their eyes when they see that you know they're their leaders aren't the exactly the uh the uh, perfect acolyte children that they thought that they were and uh, yeah so it's 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 a godsend really it is and uh so is the ukraine thing because it's showing the world uh, that uh that that place was a nexus for uh, child trafficking sex trafficking um drug trafficking and everything else and uh and all the bad, dark, and dirty deals that went on between Ukraine and, uh, and and the Bidens, you know, that's all coming out in the light now too. Whether it'll be reacted upon, I don't know, but it's it's coming out into uh, there's a big light shining on it, saying, "Look at me, <laughs> look at me." Um, all right, folks. Well, I think that that pretty well covers it. Um, if Brian had been here, I think it, he would have used up another 40 minutes like I did and that would have got us 80 minutes or an hour and a half close to that. And um, so, uh, there, we'll see what happens with, uh, with Thursday nights from now on. We'll, we'll still be here, I'll be here. And um, and we'll see what happens, okay. So, uh, Amber Lee, thank you for coming into the live chat glad you made it here, I'm glad at least somebody used it, and, uh, but it's always available folks, if you need to use it, it's always here, and uh, next Tuesday we'll be here, and next Thursday also, I'll be here, and um, so let's see what we can drum up for uh, for shows next week, okay, you guys have any ideas of what you want to hear, what we want to talk about, um, just write to me, okay you can go to uh, just delusionresistance.org and you'll see a contact thing there and just send it to that email. Okay, and uh, let's start interfacing with one another and everything, okay, we are a community and we are uh, a group of people that are like-minded and so we might as well start bouncing things off of each other and uh, trading ideas and and all that good stuff you know so anyway um i'm about tapped out and i'm gonna go so um i just pray that the lord will bless you and keep you yahweh will bless you and keep you that yahweh will make his face to rise upon you and be gracious unto you that yahweh will watch you going out you're coming in you're rising up and you're lying down that yahweh will bring you the peace and, and uh perfect peace and understanding the peace that That surpasses all understanding, and uh, I just pray that uh, as you pray to Him, you'll find the reassurance in that prayer that He hears you and that He um, He wants to answer your prayers, and uh, and He will. So uh, praise Him, keep Him in your on your lips, um, and uh, we shall see you next week. Have a wonderful weekend, folks. Okay. Um, good night. Amen and amen. Okay.